the Doxed, the podcast. The person had had basically said that not only were they a client, but they had been doxed by Ali. And it was in a video where Ali was also going after me and going after Carrie Ann. So this person kind of came to me this whole story like, oh, we're going to, we're going to connect now and see what we can do about this situation. And mostly what I did that week was step back because my account was banned. And at that time, I totally was not in on the burner game whatsoever. That was not my game. I was resting and recuperating from this very bad cold that I had. Yeah, when it came to the client, they just seemed like a very sweet person and very afraid, which was heartbreaking. And the 21st, I think my parents came to town because my birthday is January 23rd, one, two, three. And that was also a very important night for our friendship, (laughs) I would say. So maybe you want to jump back in. Yeah. So we got to take a step back to the 22nd. Um, So after the, the falling out on the 17th, you're banned. I haven't connected with you. I haven't connected with anyone. I haven't told anyone about the falling out between me and Allie. I just, uh, make my regular content I don't say anything about Allie but I am noticing um with whatever is going on with her which I can't see because she's blocked I'm not seeing her content I'm being tagged in all kinds of comments that are like I I'm just being tagged in a lot of comments I have to do with Allie and people saying no they're still friends see Roxy's friends with Allie no Roxy agrees with Allie Roxy backs Allie up and I'm just being tagged so much because whatever's going on, there is no de-escalation ever with Allie. So whatever's going on, it's ramping up and I'm not actively commenting or liking or doing anything because we're not friends anymore and no one knows. And I really don't want to say anything because I don't want her to set her sights on me at this point. So in being tagged and tagged, I don't want to lie and say, yeah, I, I back her up. I don't want to say anything because I don't know what to say. Because the side of TikTok that I was on and the community I was building, it was mostly, you know, ADHD TikTok, autism and ADHD TikTok. The spirituality stuff wasn't a main focus on my page. It was the focus of my book, my favorite book that I've written. Um, But I wasn't talking about a lot of that on my page as much as I was just processing my late diagnosis of autism. So there's really no one to like talk to about it, really. So I was just kind of like, oh, what do I do? Because if I say anything, it's just not going to be good for me. So I remembered that maybe a month or two before I was talking to Allie and I had joked around with her like, Oh, have you ever checked Reddit? It seems like every big influencer on TikTok has a Reddit dedicated to them. And she was like, oh, no, I don't even want to know if there's a Reddit about me. And then at some point, I guess she did look on Reddit and like search herself and found something. But it wasn't like a big deal. So I remembered that and was like, huh, maybe I should look on Reddit to see if there's any kind of group or something, if there's a subreddit 
about anyone that she's targeted. Okay, there has to be some kind of support group for all the people that she's traumatized. <laughs> so I do a search and I see the TikTok gossip subreddit. And there was a couple posts about her in there, but they were all really old and no one was really like talking. And then I saw the Allie starts a cult Reddit and I posted in there, but that Reddit was pretty dead. I didn't get any upvotes or comments or anything. So I just kind of let it lie. I was like, hey, well, I'll just go back to what I was already doing and just trying to move on from this whole alley thing. And then I start to notice like these burner accounts, which I didn't realize were burner accounts at the time, starting to friend me and comment on my stuff. I friend them back uh, and I would get these DMs like, hey, I saw your Reddit post. You should join my Reddit. Um, it's private. It sounds like something went down with you and Allie. Come join us. So I joined that subreddit and repost what I posted in the other Reddit into this much smaller one. And there's only nine people in it. And they were all seemingly burner accounts on TikTok. So I didn't know like who was who. So I post my story in there. And there was one woman in particular that was so kind to me. I've lost contact with her. She was so incredibly sweet to me and was like, oh, I know what you're going through. I totally understand. Like, if you want to hop on a Zoom call, let's talk. And I talked to her and I cried a little bit because I was really scared of what Allie might try to do to me. I knew I knew exactly what she was going to try to do to me if I said anything. So it's nice to have someone to talk to. And she informed me, like, that there was a, an alleged client that was going through something so terrible with Allie and it immediately clicked like oh my god I know she has a client because she's talked to me about this person but the story she told me was so different from what this uh, new person was telling me about the client I was like I was very well aware of this whole like client relationship that she had and I didn't, I just, I was, had no awareness of the client side of things. So I was really intrigued at that point. And this whole subreddit was dedicated to this one person and protecting this one person and gathering information for this one person. It wasn't necessarily like a group to deconstruct or process anything that anyone else has experienced with Ali. It was just like, oh, you have issues with Allie? Come join this group and help protect this person. I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, the person I was talking to was like, oh, she would just, the client would just love to talk to you. Um, she's curious about you. I, I, I bet she would be down to talk to you at any time if you want to connect with her. She needs support. She's so sweet and kind. And she's so scared of Allie. And, and she just needs people to rally around her and you would be such an asset to her. So I connect with her and we talk for a little bit and she seemed nice enough. She seemed really scared and anxious and I totally understood. I knew a little bit about her before meeting her, which was so wild. I never thought in a million years I would actually connect directly with this client person. And as I'm talking to her, which I also mentioned in the post that I had reposted in the smaller subreddit, I mentioned you and was like, oh, if I could do anything, I wish I could just reach out to Jane and apologize because ugh, I just didn't feel good about 
anything. I just, ugh, I felt so bad. And I just really wanted to apologize to you. If I could make anything right with anyone, I just wanted to make things right with you. I don't know why it just weighed so heavily on my heart, but I just really wanted to talk to you. But I didn't feel like I could reach out to you directly because I figured, oh, she'd probably just like totally reject me. So I tell this to the client and she's like, oh, she would love to talk to you. And I was like, what? No way. She's like, yeah, we could do a three-way call right now. Probably the best <laughs> thing to... <laughs> Probably the best thing to come out of connecting with the client at all was just being able to connect to you through that call. And I called you and I think within two seconds, I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're just bawling the whole time. You were so nice and you forgave me. And that's when, yeah, that's when I connected with you was on the 26th. Second. No, the twenty third. My birthday. The twenty third. Happy birthday to me, new. And I sent friend. you a cookie. Send me, send me cookies. It's so nice. Yeah. yeah. So the twenty second and the twenty third were really pivotal days in this whole mm-hmm. drama because that's when I felt like, oh, I'm not alone in this anymore. Yeah. I have that's people. And the 23rd is when we all got on that call and connected and I can't remember if it was you or me it might have been you that were like you know what I don't know about this whole Jessica girl and what happened with that and I was like you know what you're right yeah that was after (laughs) we started yeah that's when we started talking about that I was like you know what I did put my whole face on my page and said with my whole chest that this person existed but I didn't really look into anything because I was asked to just confirm that she existed and not really anything else I didn't even know this girl's name I just saw her YouTube video and it's such a sensitive topic that I didn't want to disrespect this woman's privacy or her story or her family by like questioning anything and also like I didn't think that Allie would not know things I don't know it just didn't cross my mind that anything fishy was going on with the story around the death of this person so when you were like wanting to revisit that like "Mm, I don't know about this whole thing I was like you know what now that I have space to really think about this more critically I don't really know anything about this girl so on that three-way call I'm pretty sure we all opened our laptops and started doing some click, click, clicking and typing. And it took like, I think I was able to scroll through my text thread with Allie and see the link of the YouTube video. And I shared it with you guys. And then we looked through the comments of the video, which led to an Instagram, which led to seeing that she wasn't alone in the world. She had a few Instagram accounts. She owned a business. She was like very well respected with the art that she created. Uh, That led to seeing a missing persons poster with her whole name on it. Like, oh, why were we referring to her as P? She has like a whole name. There is no doxing her. There is no violating her privacy. There's a whole missing persons search. Like, why would you keep that quiet? And then with her name, uh, I Googled her name which took me to a subreddit which had a lot of information about what was going on around this girl's death. We all saw it at the same time and that made my blood boil. I was so mad. I felt so stupid. 
It took five minutes to find all of this information about how she wasn't alone in the world. She didn't just have this one friend. Like her, she had a whole family. And I just felt so used and so dumb for trusting this person. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, can't, I don't even know how to word it because it still makes me mad to think about. I didn't do my due diligence, but I didn't feel like I had to because I trusted my friend to do hers before bringing me into it. So that happened on the 23rd. I was pissed. I, I felt like I needed to maybe consult with the Reddit group or someone else in the Reddit group. Like, oh, should I talk about this? Should I say something about what I found out about that girl that died? But in that smaller Reddit group, no one was really responding to me at the time. There was that one really nice woman and another one that was kind of like, standoffish about having one-to-one conversations with me and it seemed like the rest of the people in there just hated me right off the bat so on the 24th is when I think I had had another three-way call with you and the client and asked like what should I do should I say something about this because I was roped into it and now I know better should I say something and the response from the two of you was like, oh, I don't know. Do what you think is best. I'm like, okay, I'm scared. Oh, no. so, <laughs> so I bit the bullet and I made a six-part series saying, hey, remember this girl that died and then I made this whole video? Well, here's what really happened to that person. And here's what I really found out about all of that. And I 100% believe that Allie leveraged this person's death for clout on her platform. Said it with my whole chest. Uh, <laughs> did not mince words. Did not stutter. I was pissed. And that series went viral and commenced all the abuse against me. <laughs> um, oh, oh, can't forget. Uh, so before I made the six part series, I made uh, my first super viral TikTok. Like I've made TikToks that did well, like in the five figures of views. But this one hit a whole six figs right off the bat. Where I sing a little song. Was it from <laughs> Wicked? Uh, popular from Wicked, yeah. Yeah. But instead of popular, I said horrified. horrified. And I think what I put on the screen was when you leave a cult and get on like anti-cult TikTok just to end up in another cult. And it did really well. A lot of people could relate to that. So. And, your, and your voice was was amazing yeah <laughs> by the way it just that video popped off it had nothing to do with spirituality tiktok like it didn't hit the any fyp where anyone could connect that anything had to do with ali but it was like a nice start to the day and then i made the six-part series and used the hashtag dplatform asac and then after that I realized that I could go back. Someone said, you need to make this a sound. You need to make this a sound on the song video that I made. I didn't, I'd never done that before. So I made it a sound and named the sound also D platform ASAC. We were dying when we, when the first time I saw that, I died of laughter. And I think it took a minute to catch up to the song being about her. I think that was like a week later she realized, but that six-part series, who got all the abuse after that? It was worth it. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> uh, 
thank you for the blessing of that one particular viral video. <laughs> but yeah, I I wanted to go back to also just pointing out that with some space, I think one of the things that happened to you was that thing of where it's always a twist of what you said into something that's so wildly different so quickly that you find yourself just scrambling to back up and and adjust and say, well, no, this is what I really meant. I think that happened to you with this flip from, can you corroborate that this person is exists and is like a person, which I think also being an autistic person, one of the things is that you take, you take things literally. That makes sense. Confirm someone is real. Here's a video of a person. That's a real person. That feels, that seems different. Then suddenly you're on the hook for it's specifically this person who died by suicide because of spiritual psychosis, a whole other claim. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that was uh, not the safest practice of what, of what you were standing behind and, and maybe needing to do more due diligence. Sure. But part of it was, I think just taking your friend's requests literally and and maybe, maybe thinking she would do her due diligence, but I can see how that question, please just confirm this person is real. I can see how you would take that in a way to where there's a video of a person <laughs> who is clearly not well and is real. Mm -hmm. I can see how that happened. And I think a lot of people misunderstood that and thought there was some kind of, there, people thought there was some kind of lie in there that we told or cooked up for a long time. And I think walking through this timeline will help to clarify where that, where those stories and rumors got born and why they are nonsense, because this is really the, tr this is the true story of our experiences of what happened. But mm -hmm. uh, I think that was one of those points of confusion for a lot of people. Yeah. And to this day, I still have the text thread between me and Allie. And what she texted me was, I really need your help. Can you confirm that P existed? I have a video. Can you watch it? Like it, it was like, absolutely. Yeah. Send it to me. Mm -hmm. It was that simple. So that tracks to me or some, somewhere around here. I connected with Carrie Ann. then the 25th where she's making videos about you. Yeah. She wakes up at some un ungodly hour. I think I made my videos. I'm in Pacific time. I think I made them around like eight, nine o'clock at night. You know, Allie goes to bed fairly early and then wakes up at like 3 a.m. So at some ungodly hour like that, she makes the video where she's like violently rubbing her face as if she's crying. But there is not one drop of tear on her face at all. She's forcing this like shaky cry voice like, oh, I see how could you do this to me and someone <laughs> had had nothing to do with anything was like they green screened her video and she's like there's not one tear in this girl's eye and i i watched it a what like a month after and it was so roxy <laughs> i can't believe 
look at these receipts <laughs> like, <a> very, <laughs> like, she was ready with every screenshot of everything it was it was such an abrupt change from like shaky forced cry voice like i have all the receipts of our text exchange and it was it was so creepy to watch but yeah that's when she started making about 20 videos a day about me for several days and that is not an exaggeration you experienced this the mm -hmm. dozens upon dozens of videos and a lot of it's just repeats of the same point in hopes that one of the tiktoks will go viral it's it seems weird to just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again but i think there's a strategy behind it just hoping one will really pop off and then she'll repost that same tiktok on from one platform to who other her other because she has two she had two big accounts at the time so she would cross post so whatever 20 videos she made about you on ali starts cult uh those would get reposted to conversations with ali especially if one of them went viral it would get reposted to conversations with ali so it's, it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's very very overwhelming to be the target of that and we have both experienced it not once, but over and over again in a rotational mm -hmm. sort of a format for months. Mm -hmm. now. So, it's insane. Insane. It's a very surreal out of body experience even. And then you kind of get used to it. And then I think that's how CPTSD gets born, basically. It's just. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Repeated trauma over a long period of time. Same period of time with no escape. Cool. Super cool. <laughs> um, super fun. Then, yeah, so by January 26th, I I had duetted a video with, with uh, Rolling Rosemary. So that was another person who must, at some point before January 26th, I'm not sure the exact day, had gotten involved and basically jumped in just because uh, I believe she found out about the client and saw some of what was going on and a lot of the people jumping in, Carrie Ann, you, me, uh, and Rolling Rosemary and others are autistic and or identify as autistic. And that comes with something that is uh, referred to as the autistic sense of justice. So I think that's where the motivations, a lot of times people misunderstand autistic people and, and believe that we're not sincerely just here for the justice, but I, but, but for real. And this was such a weird situation, a unique situation, because we were in a little TikTok corner where there's a bunch of autistic people here for justice. So, and I think there was a few people in the Reddit, not everybody, as we'll talk about, but a few people in the Reddit and a few of the burners and a few of the people doing memes and stuff who were also just straight up there for justice. And it was kind of more than normal of that kind of person, I think because of the TikTok space we were in, in that little moment. But anyway, Rolling Rosemary, an adorable little witchy poo with her account of like a hundred something thousand followers, uh, jumps in and starts to, I don't know exactly, I, I don't wanna tell her story for her, I hope at some point she can maybe, it would be nice if she could come on this podcast at some point and tell it for herself. Um, so I'll mostly save that for her to do. But 
from my memory, there was an initial thing where she had tried to peacefully approach Ali privately and say, Hey, like call it, do a call in and just say, uh, just, I don't even, I don't remember exactly what the exchange was, but I she remember- was targeted by Ali because Ali had misinterpreted one of her videos as her teaching something toxic. And she was just like posting about, it was about witchy reads. Mm-hmm. It was about that witchy reads. Happen, yeah. And Allie was like, do you think it's okay to teach about witchy reads? And Michelle was like, what? It's a, it's <laughs> <It's>, a book. <laughs> yeah, because Allie was saying like she does like readings, like psychic readings or something, which is weird because Allie very selectively chooses who she's going to go after and people in her own audience are doing that same kind of thing. So that makes no sense. But anyway, the actual video was about literal books, like which like reads that are witchy like books. So that was, yeah. so I think she tried to kind of call her in or kind of have a private exchange with her and Allie blew the hell up and was awful to her and abusive to her. And next thing you know, Rosemary is on her platform talking about this publicly. And then next thing you know, Rosemary is having a meltdown which is another autistic thing and was terrible to see, especially because of the insensitivity of people in response to that and the the treatment as if that was insincere, which really disgusted me. Of course, it was sincere. Oh, the meltdown was, what, like a week later, maybe a week and a half later. It wasn't right away. It wasn't like a same day kind of thing. It was a, she was part of the rotation of people that were being abused by her. But her meltdown, I think it's important to to mention that it there was like a whole CPS thing that happened with that. Oh, that was happening that early. The, the there was the wishy reads thing. There's the put a finger down video, and there was kind of a lull with her because she was like busy abusing me and you, and we were in like a little rotation, and then um. They flooded her comments really bad to the point where, and they were mass reporting her account really bad. And you know how she is making up lies about people. And then you try to defend yourself and then her followers go for you even harder. And she was in a state of really bad anxiety over the course of a few days. And then she made the video asking Allie to stop. And that I believe it was after that meltdown, please stop harassing me video, the whole CPS thing happened. So there was a buildup to that meltdown for sure. Because the CPS was a response to the fact that she had a meltdown, which is really mm-hmm. horrible to do to someone. She mm-hmm. had a genuine display of emotion because Allie was being very abusive as she was to all of us. And in response, Allie further abused her by by coercing trying to coerce her followers suggesting implying that cps should be called because she wasn't capable of taking care of her children which is a common ableist thing to think about autistic people to the point where i i believe there are issues with adopting children as a diagnosed mm-hmm. person for yeah, you can't foster or adopt yeah if you're clinically diagnosed so this is a highly sensitive issue. And as to my knowledge, to my best knowledge, Rosemary is a fantastic mother who loves her children and they're a beautiful family. 
one of the very disgusting things about this has been the idea that it is attacking beautiful families with people who have figured out how to live lives that they are happy with and people and be around their families who they love and have supportive that that's who's being attacked autistic mm -hmm. women and people who have figured out how to live their lives in a way that is good for them and healthy and happy for them is being attacked in all of these stories. And that is, that is deplorable. So, so the 20 January 26th was one of those kind of one of those Michelle videos. So she's in the mix by that point for sure. And January 28th, I must've gotten my account unbanned. And I started to try to talk about kind of abstract concept. And I think you were taking a strategy at that time too, where we're back on, we're on our accounts and we don't want to, I think I may have been using the hashtag, but not ever directly referencing Ali basically for my videos. So for example, on the 28th, no. Yeah. On the 28th, I posted a video talking about the politics of hope. And on the 30th, then I have written down, I talked about my Pentagus uh, on my channel, or I didn't talk about, it. I think it was just a visual video that showed an outbreak of the beginnings of a flare up of, I have a chronic condition called Pemphigus vulgaris, which surfaced for the first time for me in like 2021 ish, 2022, maybe. And it's a skin issue where I get lesions, basically it's congenital. It's not, it's not contagious, but I get them as a result of stress. And <clears throat> to be sure I had been stressed out by some, by a situation by, how do I even say that things that had been going on for the last few months and year and whatever that was. But absolutely, this entire thing with Ali was devastating for my physical health. I think I got that cold probably partly because of the stress that I was under. My immune system was kicked. And the, the condition pemphigus is related to my immune system. The whole thing is interconnected. And I started getting blisters right after this whole initial onslaught with Ali. And we, I was bothered that we were all being treated like objects. And a lot of people were being very judgmental about any kind of choices we made at all. Any videos we posted, people were still just bullying us all in our comments constantly. So anyway, I made this video pointing out with some kind of sad music box music that I had a... Uh, Pemphigus blister on my forehead and it had appeared and I was just pointing out you know please don't forget that we're humans we're human beings all wrapped up in this and her and Allie the most hateful thing I think she did to me the entire time was this moment she stitched responded to my video pointing that out clapping clapping that was the response video she like clapped at my pain and then she clarified in some gas lady comment 
it's all gaslighting. Everything, every interaction I've had with her for months is gaslighting. It's a, it's a, it's something I have learned over and over again. It's always gaslighting. But she tried to say in some comment that she hadn't meant to just taunt me, but she was clearly taunting me. She just, you could see it. You can see that video and see what she was doing. And she looked sick at that time. She didn't look well either. I don't exactly Didn't know she what we- say in that video or like in a comment to that video that you made, like, yeah, it's stressful when you lie about everything. Oh, yeah, it? no, not like one that? comment, not one comment, about 10, 15 comments, because her pattern is that she would go into my comment section on every video I made and she would leave a, a, a harassing amount of comments, 10, 15 comments on one video all saying I'm a liar and I deserve this because I lied and I did this to myself and it hurts people when they lie. It hurts their bodies when they lie. Just, I mean, really, really nasty, nasty response to me saying, hey, I'm a human and this really actually hurt me. And uh, one of the most hateful things she did to me the entire time was that clapping video. just hateful. So anyway, I also have written down for January 30th. That was a day that I posted about your book because I think at that point she was starting to kick up all kind of crap about how your book was bad and people should return it and stuff. And so I think you were really upset about that. I got a lot of really bad reviews about my book around that time too. Yeah. So I was posting publicly, I think, by that point and saying about your book, because first of all, uh, first and foremost, I had bought it in November and I read it and then I read it again in this period of time. And it was it's a great book. It's 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 singular. (laughs) It's it's so good. Not AI generated. God damn no, <laughs> no less. It's, it's a book about you. It's a book about your teaching from your experience and you're describing your experience. And it's totally, it's offensive to me <laughs> that. Are you tired of feeling unsafe online? Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing, and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than doxed the podcast. Visit the website doxthepodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. Somebody would come in, read a book that is talking about your your unique experiences and say that that was either plagiarized or AI-generated or both. Sick. That's a sick thing to do to someone especially somebody with less social power than you. And so mm-hmm. these these people were attacking this book that even if 
I hadn't known about it, I would have read it at that time. And even if I hadn't thought it was the best thing in the world, I still would have thought this is unjust that these people are coming in and taking away all your book sales because you said something about this death or whatever, when Allie has made a circus out of this death as Jubilee was starting to, I think by that point, point out in her videos. And uh, yeah, so I, so of course I was going to post about your book either way, but especially because it's, I don't know how to even describe it. Like it's, it's actually so fortuitous. It's actually so synchronous that we got kind of pushed together through this, you and I, and other people came in in other important ways. But mm -hmm. in terms of, of our story of our friendship, it's so cool because your book is exactly what I was looking for in this TikTok space. It's what I thought needed to be written and what I was trying to talk about. Only if I'm trying to talk about something, I'm always looking for like a great source and a great, you know, somebody else who has said something scholarly or, or deep about it. Maybe not scholarly, maybe it's not the right word, but something serious has said something serious about the topic that gets me thinking and helps me to build even a better foundation for what I'm talking about. You know, I spent a lot of time looking at, I spent a lot of time reading for my academic stuff and your book in terms of spiritual topics that I was interested in was exactly what I was looking for. And you should have been the star of that entire section of TikTok if it was the right way around. And if it was a really healthy place, I think that was trying actually to do important things and figure important things out and have serious conversations mm -hmm. about a whitewashed spirituality, toxic spirituality, all of this stuff Allie was trying to talk about. I think she also saw that, which is why she aligned with you because it, you can tell that there's something important about what you did. So it's especially cruel and gross to go back and say, oh, this book was just plagiarized. This book was just AI generated. Which well, she, she aligned herself with me without even ever reading the book. And around the 30th is when people started to call her out for never having read the book and promoting it. And she promoted it as a friend, which I still appreciate that she did that. I didn't ask her to. I even offered to pay her and she refused because she put it in her Amazon storefront, which she would get paid from Amazon for that. She'd get a commission. Um, but she was starting to get called out for never having read it. And that's when she really started bashing my book, still never having read it, saying, oh, well, I did read it. And it's just it's just it doesn't even make sense. And it's just so basic and generic. It's all ChatGPT anyway and started like really, really bashing it after that. Yeah. And that was really unfair. And you were upset about it and it was losing you income. It was affecting you already in the real world in that way. So that's why, that's part of why I was, that was why I was posting about it. And I had posted about it before I had posted about it in November. So that's just, I think that's kind of cool. Like small world or, or some sort of some sort of meaning in there somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta be. So and also for her to say my book was so shitty when it wasn't even like a month before then where she was like trying to humble brag on my behalf that my book outranked Ask and It Is Given by Esther Hicks on Amazon mm -hmm. for like a full two weeks when I published it. 
And asking is it is given was the number one book in the whole manifestation genre. Oh wow! I I I was number one. I was number one for like two whole weeks. So yeah, my book is so shitty and so basic, but it outsold the number the book that's been number one for years. My book topped that book for two solid weeks. That's a really cool accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, this has been unfair to, I think it's been unfair to people. It's almost like the people most wrapped up in it are people specifically who did accomplish like these really cool things and then are just getting punished by people who did not accomplish really cool things. Mm -hmm. And that's a shame, but uh, yeah, cool book, good book, great book. Everyone should buy this book. Not even just because we're friends, not (laughs) because really though. As someone who reads a lot of, a lot of books, this is a good one. <laughs> Have it Thank on yourself. You so if you're like a witchy, that's, you should do that. If you're like thinking about healing, if you're thinking about decolonizing, do it. That's my pitch. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So then looks like there's some other stuff happening January 30th in the Reddit. And I was not in the Reddit like the whole time. So the Reddit is, you know, way more about the Reddit situation than me. Yeah, so there is a smaller Reddit, which is Convos Without Ally, which only had like, I think maybe a dozen people by this point. When I first went in, there was nine people. And then by this date, there was like a, a couple more. And I noticed that even though there was more people, the original people in it were getting quieter. It it wasn't as active in there anymore. Uh, the second group, Ally Starts a Cult, that group went public and that group I think had 200 people in it at the time um but it was public so I was scared to post anything in there and there were some murmurings in the smaller group about posting anything in there people were saying that Allie herself was in that group because it's public they had no vetting system people that were trying to gather intel for Allie were in that group and again, it was all about the convos without Ali group was all about protecting the client and protecting her alleged legal case and not disrupting that. So as far as what was happening with me and Ali and stuff that I wanted to process or or find out, like what her next moves were, whatever, because I had her blocked on TikTok, the the Reddit groups were really helpful, but the public one scared me because I just assumed. Allie herself was in that group. So in the convos of Allie group, which is smaller and quieter, super quiet at this point, I noticed that there were some kind of mean posts in there about Michelle, which made no sense to me. Like there was some rude posts in there about someone that was being actively abused by Allie. And I understood that everyone was all about protecting the client, but what about everyone else that was being abused by Allie? Don't we get any kind of protection? Like, it was just weird what was going on. And I noticed whenever I posted anything in there, the response from the moderators would be really harsh towards me. Like, they were angry with me about something, and I didn't understand what I did. But they were just always very aggro. So I backed out of Convos Without Ally. I didn't officially leave it at that point, but I noticed there was a definite shift happening in that in that group. That is very interesting in retrospect. I was paying no attention and I wish I was paying more attention at the time. 
I did notice though that I I also noticed a post. I actually now that I'm sitting with it, I remember that post. Somebody must have shared it with me in a in a screen grab or something. And I and I remember thinking, why are they shitting on Michelle? Why are they? Being it was the signal. Me? Michelle posted it in the signal okay. chat. Yeah. There you go. So I remember thinking, why are they being so horrible to Michelle? Because I wasn't as concerned with. I didn't feel like the Reddit. I don't know. My understanding of the Reddit was more like it's for anybody that wants to contribute to collecting recordings of everything, which seemed useful enough to me to track things. But it turned out that Jubilee on her YouTube channel was actually way more effective at that by the end. Like it, uh, she has way better of a, of a wealth and source because she would just every day hit record on a live stream recording she's all about mm -hmm. no editing you're just sitting with me in in the live time stream and she would watch through all the stuff of the day which would be like easily and you know an hour's worth of material or whatever coming from Allie every day or, or every you know, whatever it is and often she will just sit through and watch through or she would watch through the youtube videos and then do commentary very helpful very useful Mm -hmm. very useful and anyway that's what I kind of thought the reddit was but then I saw well why are they being mean to Michelle and I just kind of dipped because I, I didn't find it particularly useful I also didn't find it particularly necessary to speak out against at that time I didn't really I knew some of the burner people because they had reached out and been nice to me whatever it was I had different different levels of interaction with different people but I just wasn't on there very much. And yeah, and it was really because of that one thing about they were mean to Michelle. And I was like, that's just unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's one that thing really to turned me off. Yeah, they were rude to me. But for some reason, I just like, I just kind of took it. I don't know why I was okay with people. Be I felt like, I don't know. I think I felt guilty for having had been friends with Allie. Like, oh, people are just not going to like me and not going to trust me for a while. So if they're kind of shitty to me, like, I guess I kind of deserve it. I'll just I'll just take it and not really push back. I don't know why. I just assumed that was cool. <laughs> but when they were rude to Michelle, I was like, Michelle really didn't do anything. And that really turned me off to the group. Not even how they were treating me, how they were treating Michelle. It's easier to see when it's happening to other people. That's also what happened with me. And like when I stood up for Ashley Miller, that was that was so much easier to do than standing up for myself, even though kind of the same similar thing had happened to me. And I had just ducked and been like, well, this isn't really like a battle worth fighting, but it suddenly is when, when you're like, no, that's my friend. You can't do that to my friend, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I felt the same way about that comment. I was just kind of like, what is happening here? Because yeah, it's one thing, it doesn't need to be some safe space, but it also doesn't need to be immediately awful to people that were just clearly struggling a couple of days ago about the you know because of mm -hmm. the spread it is it just yeah it wasn't making sense and I just that was that was my answer was just to kind of not be in there because I was like this doesn't seem helpful I'm just gonna not so yeah so going down our timeline again further <laughs> we're only at January 31st now so I it looks like on my platform, I just talked about forming coalitions that day. And <laughs> you wrote Ali X follower apology tour. So yeah, that might've been around that time. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to it? 
Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but this is around the time I noticed, and I think a lot of us noticed, that she started to lose support because I think as more of us started to speak out against what she was doing to us, her supporters started to simply ask her questions. And that's enough for her to turn on you. So once your cult leader blocks you, well, let me give them some benefit of the doubt. Once the person you're supporting blocks you for questioning anything, even just a clarifying question, uh, you're like, uh, well, maybe the people that she was targeting weren't so bad. So I'm just going to go say sorry to all of them. And there was one person in particular, I can't remember her name, but she left a few hundred abusive comments on my TikToks. Like, set, like, like more comments than any one person should leave on any one person's platform. And she wasn't the only one that left hundreds. Like, there was a handful of her people that each left hundreds of comments on my post. But this one in particular was, like, very relentless. And then I blocked her, and then she just popped up with a second account doing the same thing. And then I started getting all these DMs from people that I was connected to on TikTok saying, hey, this one person with this username, she really wants to talk to you and apologize to you. And I was like, absolutely not. Oh, she seems so sweet and she seems so sorry. And she just really wants to apologize to you. No, thank you. And I kept getting these messages relayed to me. Someone who knows someone who was just abusive to you an hour ago and was just blocked by Allie really wants to apologize to you. And there was only one per. I think, no, there was two people, like the most, the worst ones of Allie's supporters that were the the most abusive to other people. I don't know why. I I talked to them both, became friends with one. She ended up screwing me over like five days later. And then the one in particular, you know who I'm talking about, X. And I wish I never would have ever connected with them but the one that left hundreds and hundreds of comments i never i never unblocked her to talk to her accept her apology but they're doing this apology tour thing all around the same time and then I, she found me on reddit and sent me a direct message because she wasn't blocked on reddit i didn't know who she was on reddit and keep in mind i had gotten like maybe seven or eight messages from different people they're like hey this person really wants to say sorry to you da 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 and then when she gets the opportunity to message me directly, guess what she says to me in her first message to me? Uh, can we talk like adults? Yeah. It was like, it was like, new, 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 new. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk to all of my friends that you could possibly find to tell them you're so heartbroken and you feel so bad and you want to apologize to me so bad. But then when you get a hold of me directly, that's what you fucking say to me? The whole apology tour thing was such a joke. And I don't think there's anyone from that apology tour that has stuck. I don't think there's anyone. No, there were these weird kind of ripple effects of all of the concepts, which I guess is kind of a TikTok thing that you notice among the way the content moves on that platform. But it would happen where anytime kind of a concept came up, it got shot around in all directions and flipped on its head. So like the concept of stalking, I think I first used the term stalking to describe how Allie would come at me in the past 
with many different accounts after I blocked her on one. And then pretty quick, that was all in her mouth about how I was stalking her. She was telling everyone I was stalking her. It became all about stalking. That happened with a lot of different words. And uh, I think that happened with the idea of an apology too, where you came to apologize to me. And I think I must have put something on my page. Like, I think I said, like, now we're allies or something. And everybody kind of followed suit, but then it, be, but then it trickled up and became a performative thing mm-hmm. for you. And so it, in some, pe- for some people, I think it became a, a way to become, to do espionage and mm-hmm. infiltrate and act like friends and allies. And for some people, I think they got caught up in the emotion of it and that's also a TikTok thing where things just strike you emotionally for a second and you feel like you've had a whole life-changing epiphany, but it's gone in the next second as you scroll away. And I think a similar level of attention was given to the contrition there, the accountability. So that was an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Also, you talking about coalitions, I see your note on the the 31st. Um, People in the Reddit, the big Reddit, really hated that word. And I think because they didn't know what that word meant. Uh, (laughs) I, after the 31st, long after the 31st, when I was more active in the big Reddit, Mm -hmm. um, people were very upset about the word coalition. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I think they assumed that it meant something like military. Or like, <laughs> like I don't think they oh, no. took the time to Google what coalition meant, which basically just means alliance. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. a fancy word for the word alliance. Oh, no. I got and it. they thought it was like some kind of tactical military. Like, Oh, no. I was too fancy. <laughs> It's a bunch of dumbs. That's terrible. I didn't know that was true. I know I can come off like that, but oh no. <laughs> they just they just can't Google, that's all. They just didn't know what the word meant, so they decided to be mad well, about it's it. It's also interesting because like, okay, so what if also though, if we do the rabbit hole aspect of this and our framing of this and think about if the the idea of a coalition has a lot to do with my politics too and it's not a reference to a military I mean it it is kind of a reference to a military tactic but it's because it's about radical politics that are really I think controversial and it is associated with things like socialism and communism and uh, Marxism. <laughs> and I think that can be controversial. And I think when people have a beef with that kind of politics, some of that can come from just particular understandings of history. A lot mm-hmm. of that though, I think is dog whistling for the fact that you don't, you don't, you are fascist. 
<laughs> and mm -hmm. I think people don't know what that means either, clearly, because I have a whole thing to say later on about fascism, which I don't think landed for anybody. I don't think anybody understood what I was trying to say. And is probably an extension of the coalition issue because... I am talking from a particular kind of pot and I'm not saying I'm uh, a socialist. I, uh, I don't want to give myself a label. I'm a philosopher, but <laughs> I certainly am very um, informed by Marxism. Let's say that. And among other things. And, and I think that that word is politicized. I think that it, it, is something that a dog whistler is going to respond to and try to be enraged at and maybe not for the reasons they say they are if that mm -hmm. makes sense people might have gone in there and been like oh look at this elitist look at this white supremacist person using big words and blah 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 blah, blah. and maybe some of that really was some kind of i'm being pretentious or some kind of issue with me and whatever uh and my personality maybe some of it was people who really don't want radical change mm -hmm. maybe just gonna Amazing. throw that out there but where are we february 3rd february 3rd hidden february finally so this was all of january i had escaped her knowing what and it was so I was kind of sitting back and laughing about it because I use a, a stage name or a pen name on TikTok because my main reason for being on TikTok is was music and I was kind of using an account that I was associating with my music and talking about stuff but uh really wanting to put out music and so it was a it was a pen name and so she had been calling me that by this pen name and she'd actually thought that she doxed my real name, but incorrectly thought my name was Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it Lisa? Should I call you Lisa? But, um, but uh, I am not Lisa. So that was not quite right. And anyway, she, she, it was silly to me because I, I, my lyrics are on Google and in order to get paid for my songs, my actual legal name is associated with those lyrics. So it's not that hard to find my real name. And she didn't, and nobody cared to check into it even, no matter how much she wanted to dox and harass me, it didn't take five seconds to do any research, which is a pattern until February 3rd, she started using my full name in her videos and putting my picture up there and whatever thinking she was all gotcha-ing me when really it's not like the worst it's not a huge I'm not trying to escape some you know downtrodden past or something I was really just trying to separate my new music that I was doing from d a decade or more of other music output which was in a totally different genre and style and was more like my student stuff I was trying to kind of branch out and do something that was like more pop music than I had done before and I wanted to have a different kind of persona. I was thinking like a Lana Del Rey type and I'll just kind of give myself the space to be something new and to, and to have fun in a new kind of persona where I'm taking a little bit more charge of myself because I had mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, some issues with self-confidence and things in the past. So I was like, you know, let me do that under this name and it'll make me feel like I have some kind of 
I don't know. Do you know what made, do you know what provoked her to seek out your real name and suddenly do this on the third? No, because I don't think it's really, it's, I don't even know if sudden is, is, it's more, it's like a slow growing thing where she's trying to basically blackmail you with all of your information all the time. So it seems like when she thinks she has something really dramatic, she'll jump at the bit, but also she'll tease th certain things out and she'll act like, oh, just wait until the next video when I'm going to really reveal the nastiest thing of all. And so you're always kind of waiting for in both as the victim of it and as the audience, you're kind of just waiting on with bated breath, you know, until, until you snap out of it and you're like, this is nonsense because mm -hmm. there never is an ultimate receipt. There's never the actual proof that you did anything wrong. So oh my God, remember the voice memo day? Like, I have oh, so yeah, many receipts on Roxy. I have so many receipts. No. And she just posted vo voice memos of her talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never, when you really look at it, it's never quite what she's saying it is. And she'll even boldly stand up in front of green screened things that are just, it's, and she'll just say that it's the opposite of what is clearly behind her. And people will just buy it hook, line, and sinker, as they say, because. She said it and she says it charismatically. And it's like, it's wild to see the disconnect there. But uh, yeah, so so February 3rd, she finally used my real name. But like she was teasing, I think at that time that she knew my parents' address, for example, and that she was going to leak my parents' address if I wouldn't take all my videos down and never talk about her again. And that was wild too so <clears throat> it was like this your kind videos of... weren't like damning your videos weren't oh. horrible of her you were just kind of responding to shitty comments that her followers made on your page i don't know why there was such a push for you to delete all your videos your videos weren't like terribly inflammatory she was being an ass and you were being like wow you're you're being an ass to me and here are all the the high level concepts of why you're such an ass to me <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was being gaslit to hell, I feel, at the time. Um, and told, yeah, told that I had done the most horrible thing in the entire world. I had lied about everything. And and which made no sense. Like, which made no sense. Uh, so uh, this is the most, even at this point, and this was like early February and we're now in April and this is not done. <laughs> and even at this point, I was thinking to myself, I am in a 360 degree Netflix docu-series right now, like a true crime <laughs> docu-series. And I am, and Allie was saying that too, speaking of the way these concepts all kind of float around and like work from all angles. And it's like a theme. It's like from theme to theme, weird experience. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is a weird experience. It was surreal. Even at this point, even in February, early February, it was like easy to kind of have weird out of body experience about the whole thing because mm -hmm. you're just kind of and the only thing that was even grounding was thank god for my therapist and my mom who i talk to most days and because my mom was constantly just like what who cares like <laughs> so uh, you know it's your mom responds what <laughs> mom, mom behavior so very grounding and then i had my friends in this you know who i was talking to often you know mm -hmm. throughout it because Allie was getting up and she would also do these lives all the time. And so it was, I was starting to think of it like, oh, this is how you're brainwashing people basically, because she would get up at three in the morning and start a live and everybody would be like, oh no, she started her live now. We all have to, 
record and we have to watch and we have to bleh. and then we would have to see exactly and then she would say something that was devastating she would like reveal the new information doxing some new somebody or more information that she should never ever share publicly about her client or uh or whatever or or say some horrible thing about you mm-hmm. or we, you, you all had to watch and wait and ah and uh and even if you tried to break out even for the people in even for the moments when i think all of us were like we have to take a break we have to step away for a couple days or whatever it is people still messaging you oh my god did you hear that she just talked all kind of crap about you did you hear that she just yeah. plagiarism did you hear that she yeah. just did this and that and uh so you're sucked in all the time even when you're actively stepping away uh i guess you can turn your phone off but it's just like a, it's like people even the well-meaning people so this kind of constant and she's on the lot and she's on tiktok constantly on the live feature Mm-hmm. And talking preaching dancing wearing funky wigs the <laughs> the wig shooting air guns at your name on her screen oh, yeah, that, that ridiculous yeah and just and like she'll she do these rude dances flipping people flipping you off you should be more sensitive about this death and then flipping people off like one of the i think one of the worst things i heard of her saying about me in one of her live streams and someone messaged it to me on instagram like people really went out of their way to let me know hey did you hear what she said about you this morning and i don't think they meant any harm by it but they just i'd assume they would want to know if something like that was happening so they assumed that i would want to know even though i really didn't (laughs) and they were like oh this morning she said that a guy that you were seeing dumped you because like, he was just using you for sex and once he got what he wanted he dumped you oh and the rage that you feel from being rejected by a guy you really like is why you're being so evil to her oh my god that's how low and degrading and dehumanizing she is oh, like yeah. how embarrassing for her to say something like that about me which was like not entirely true by the way but you know she could just spin it and say it however she wants to for it to be the most hurtful most embarrassing thing she could make up about me and say that's the reason why she's being so evil to me it's because some guy used her for her body and then rejected her and that's why she's being this way towards me god forbid i said anything even remotely close to that about her like let's not forget she made a whole series about some guy she was seeing and it wasn't a great story but if i were to have pointed at that even though she put it out publicly herself i would she would have painted me as the most evil person in the world but something that i never talked i never talked about anyone that i was seeing dating anything ever i never talk about like anyone that i'm currently seeing i don't talk about them on tiktok because oh my god how embarrassing (laughs) to be like romantically involved with someone and then you find out they posted all about you on tiktok that's just that's not my style yeah so to talk to my friend about a guy that i liked in a situationship and that situationship ended for her to use that for content that hurts so bad that she did that to me yeah that's bad friend behavior shitty shitty behavior 
Oh, I don't know. This is not super important, but I basically just said on my channel, it's important to share your own experience and tell your truth. And that was another one of those concepts that I think kind of went around and weirdly got like bastardized, like appropriated and taken and then flipped on its head so that then it was horrible. Like it, that seemed to happen with all these different concepts, but that was one of them. And then it looks like February 6th, February 7th was uh, your podcast episode. And then you interviewed me for the podcast. We have those two episodes we did, which I think were good episodes. That was nice to do. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't feel like I could really tell my side of things in a way that made sense in short form. Like I did that first series and it was picked apart and used for burner accounts and memes and things were taken out of context and all these questions kept coming up because Allie had a completely different story and people were holding me accountable for the things that Allie was making up, but I didn't have answers for the things that Allie was making up other than, well, Allie's making that up. It's just not what actually happened. So people just assumed I was lying. People said my story was confusing, but it was confusing because they were looking for me to answer to what Allie was saying. And at the end of the day, what happened between me and Allie like wasn't that complicated. People were looking for it to be more complicated than it was. So the whole time I had my own podcast and I had not been in a place where I could make my regular content because I was so focused on what could happen to me every day on TikTok and what she was saying about me every day. Not necessarily an obsession with her, but like, oh my God, what's she going to say next about me? And so I just took to my own podcast and made... Uh, a podcast episode about it and I didn't bother to script it or edit it or anything I just hit record and just started talking and I got really emotional because I went like way back to the beginning of how I even met Allie and what our friendship was like from start to finish and what was currently happening with me and it felt good to do that it had like a lot of streams it had a lot of streams but the response to it was still like, Roxy's lying. She's making things up. She's playing victim. She abused Allie. And, and there was like maybe a handful of people that were friends of mine that listened to it. I was like, oh, that was such, you did such a good job. I'm so glad you did that. But so many other people were like, I'm just more confused. And I unfollowed Roxy because of that podcast episode because it just didn't make sense. And then I interviewed you as like a part two of that. And the response to that was really good. I don't know why my my solo episode was like so offensive to everyone, but uh, the episode I did with you had a, a really good response. So, I mean, that was something, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know why either, because you were like bared your soul in that episode. I thought it was a great episode. And it, I mean, I don't know what it explained to me just because I already knew the situation and it wasn't like none of it was news. So I didn't really experience it from the perspective of someone like looking for answers, but it was an emotional podcast. I think I shed a tear about that, about that episode. So I'm not really sure why there was that kind of reaction, except that people were just looking for reasons to be hateful. And I don't think, I just think people were, were, were seeing a lot that wasn't there, I guess it, it was, it was weird. It's very weird. Thank you for listening. Find additional content at doxtthepodcast.com.